hiatus to uh, Jays from Home. is. Are we still called Jays from Home? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jays from Home. My name is Matt and this is my brother Steve. Hello. Um, yeah, I've, I've, it's been so long. It's been three weeks, I think, since your last podcast. I, I'm forgetting how to, how to do these things. What, yeah. What, what's going on? And, and there's, been, there's been a lot of news too. So like, I don't know. Uh, I think our structure is going to have to be a little flexible today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that is that like um, um, ex uh, physiotherapy talk? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I I haven't I I don't even remember that kind of talk. So <laughs> okay, it's a deep burn. I think is so, what you say a lot. Um, so I I think we might as well get into it, right? Because there was yeah. so um, I mean we can't. I I think we should just recognize off the top that yeah the major league baseball owners have officially locked out the players union right that's that's the that's, right. that's the technical details of it yes and that that is my um strikeout for the week uh is is the owners in general because because um you know they i i think that they're taking their um the fans for granted um uh they're they're you know they're just terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's my strikeout too, not with the owners specifically, but the lockout. And but I guess it is sort of extend to the owners because I haven't heard any news about any kind of progress between either side. Yeah, no, and 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 they're just um, you know they they they're taking advantage of the players. Like the the um, I was reading an article I think yesterday that's just basically saying like. Um, back in the '70s, when uh, the players had all the power and all the all the, all the the the, the negotiating clout, uh, they got basically all that they wanted. But now the owners, it's basically in their in their hands, and they're just kind of just saying, "No, we choose not to give up anything." And even um, I didn't put this in the notes, I don't think, but they've even taken uh, rule changes uh, in the CBA off the table, uh, which is disappointing because because um, I think that the 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 game does need to have some uh, some changes in the in the rules. Like people are talking about uh, things like um, banning the shift and things like that, which actually I disagree with. But yeah, like at the very I'm, least, at the very least, I think we need a pitch clock in there, and that's and that's not going to be there. Well, I I guess in that sense, though, I mean they can't. It's not like they can't make rule changes. After they can make they they can make the the um, commissioner um, just has to give the union I think a one one year uh, notice in order to um, make any rule changes so he can do it unilaterally but I think they do prefer to um, negotiate it or, or, or discuss it uh, with the players association but as a as a as a CBA negotiations negotiations tactic, they have taken it off the table. So that probably means that there will be no DH still in the NL next year, um, okay. which also does hurt the players because um, if you if you were to put the DH in the NL, that would create uh, fifteen jobs, extra <laughs> jobs, uh, roster spots right there. That's true. Um, well, I, I guess what I'm saying is maybe it's not a, as big a deal that they don't have that on the table for the negotiation since they can still change the rules. Um, Well, I think it's, it's an existential issue for baseball because, because they, the sport needs to take a really good look at itself and, and how uh, it's being uh, presented. Uh, I was going to say marketed, but presented because it's not just about marketing presented to the fans on on the whole, like they need to look at the product and understand that uh, like, I'm a hardcore fan, so I'm not going to walk away. But people are, are are turning away from baseball, and they're and they're they're not doing anything about it, and they don't care. Right. Well, um, yeah, I guess that that is a a pretty big deal. But um, on a related note to the lockout, though, uh, I think it was anticipated that it would be a big free agent signing period because, um, or at least before December first, because that was the that was 
So what was December 1st? It was basically the last, like the expiry of the current CBA. Midnight, 1201, December 1st. Yeah. But I, I was actually expecting there to be relative silence before the that deadline. Because I, I, I was th- thinking that most teams would want to see what the um, uh, CBA looked like after, you know, they negotiated it. Um, maybe that's just a sign that, that teams don't think much is going to change. Okay. Well, so I guess... Though what ended up happening was, uh, I think what I saw references to, this was the biggest free agent period in uh, Major League Baseball history because of uh, of everything going on, right? Yeah, well, like it was definitely like if you're going to, especially if you go like dollars per day, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there, there were a lot, of, a lot of signings, a flurry of signings um, that happened and it made, made for an exciting week. I think uh, in the previous podcast, I was like, oh, this is the last news about the signings we're going to going to hear is going to be be crickets and and i was i and a lot of other baseball uh fans were, now, were quite surprised by now all that, all that uh I, I will correct you i think i would say this was a downpour of signing things how it's a summer sport and not winter but uh okay um, <laughs> um well the the blue jays were really active though so let's uh let's start with the blue jay signings because they they made a they made a few deals. Uh, so we already they already extended Barrios when we were talking the last time. I think right? so. And 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 they signed Kevin Gossman. And which is and that is by the way is my home run for the week is the Kevin Gossman yeah, so, signing. So tell me so okay, I don't even know where he I, I know he I think he was on Baltimore was that who? Well, he... Uh, well he, that's where he started his career. He he was pitching for uh, San Francisco. Apparently, before he signed with San Francisco, I think maybe two years ago was when he signed. He was talking to the Jays, um, and he kind of uh, bet on on himself to kind of show show off his what he could do. And 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 yeah, he definitely um, cashed in on that because he had a really good season. He was in the running for um, the Cy Young Award in the NL as well. So he had he had a very good year. So. Yeah, and and that's I guess that's my home run too is that the the Blue Jays had some uh, a lot of free agency activity, but was that that wasn't the the biggest deal, right? They or that wasn't sorry that was the biggest deal, but they also signed. I have here on the notes, uh, Yimmy Garcia. Yeah, so he's one more a reliever. thing about Gossman though. One more thing about Gossman is that um, he actually grew up idolizing Roy Halladay. Oh yeah, I did see a, a thing about that. He he picked his number thirty four based on his uh, Phillies number, and like he obviously yeah. can't go with thirty two with the Blue Jays, anyways, because it's retired, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, no, I, I and you know what? Actually, now that I think of it, um, I think there was uh, something he might have said something in a maybe it was Gosman that said something, or somebody pointed it out. But he started his career in Toronto like he his debut was in Toronto um as a Baltimore Oriole. Oh yeah, maybe it was was the maybe I'm making this up but was the quote that he wanted to end start and finish his career in Toronto yeah. or something like that. Well, what is this a 5-year deal, right? 5-year deal and he's I think 30 or 31 years old. He might still have some years after that deal but his his, his definitely like his, his prime years are are going to be done by the end of this deal for sure. Um but yeah, you you mentioned Yimmy Garcia. Um, yeah, okay. And, the interesting thing about his signing was that I think he had um, he had some uh, interest from other teams, but he chose to go with uh, the Jays because he wanted to win. So mm, yeah, so that's, I, that's something that's changing on the landscape as far as uh, the Jays being able to sign uh, players. <laughs> well, so first uh, I have a, a note on that I think, um, but Garcia he's a reliever. Is he just like a? Yeah. He's not a closer, right? He's uh... no, no, just a, just more depth in 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 uh, the relief core, which is which is you know I, the Jays are, are are focusing on the most important thing this offseason so far, which is just strengthening uh, the pitching uh, in in general. Which because because like you know they've only lost so far uh, Semyon off of the roster, um, and and I think their their offense could stand to lose a, a bit of firepower if if you make up with it with stronger pitching. Right. So. Do you think so? Let's assume that the lockout is going to end and they sign a new CBA. Uh, are they done signing players, or and and there maybe move on to trades, or is there more more to happen, more that can happen? 
I think that there's more to happen because I think they 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 want to have a little bit more depth in the in the rotation and they 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 have talked to a lot of players like there was news that they were talking to 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 uh they were they were really close at getting um uh, uh, uh Thor there what's his name <laughs> Oh Syndergaard. Syndergaard. Yeah. Um and there was another player recently that they were in on I forget now who it was. Uh I, I they're heard, in on Oh it was Seager. Were, it was Seager. I heard that they were talking to uh to Freeman like I don't know. Oh if... yeah, I heard that too. I don't know how that's going to work. I I really don't know how you can. Uh, I I think it's just they're talking to do due diligence. But he, see, uh, Freeman is a first baseman, and we have uh, like Toronto. The Blue Jays have the best first baseman in baseball, so they don't need to improve on that position. Well, I, I saw a fan post somewhere that uh, they pointed out that Guerrero's. I think his Instagram profile said he was a third baseman for the Blue Jays, but then someone else pointed out that he hasn't changed that since he uh, started in <laughs> in the league. So yeah, no, I think the third base uh, boat has sailed. And and the fact that I, I mentioned just briefly a second ago that uh, uh, they were talking to 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 to, to Seager. Uh, I forget. <laughs> I get my Seager brothers mixed up, but they're but the, he ended up signing with Texas. Um, and he would probably have been the third baseman uh, for for the Jays if they had signed him. So um, yeah, I don't I don't see Freeman as a realistic and uh, like people were like just like going crazy at that rumor on Twitter. And I just like that one was was is one that I definitely know that the Jays are not going to sign Freddie <laughs> Freeman. You can put that one in the you can etch that in stone. I will tattoo that on my my, my forehead. Jays will not sign Freddie Freeman. <laughs> okay. Uh... I, I believe that. I don't I think that that's yeah, it that's you know, fan dreaming. Um just because he has a Canadian he is technically Canadian. He played for Team Canada in the WBC, but that's that's the connection. That's pretty much it. Well it's all that it is is that he was born in Canada. I don't think he grew mm-hmm. up in Canada. His parents were born in Canada. He was born in Can- in, in the States. Oh. Or his mom was born in Canada. Okay, one, so, one, uh, yeah. so that am I missing I know that I I don't this is a minor league deal. I think I saw news of some sort of minor league deal with a player somewhere, but I think that's that's the major signings that the Blue Jays. Uh, so that we have uh, Gosman and Garcia. Was there any yeah. other Blue Jays uh, signings that I'm missing those are, here? Those are the, the 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 big ones to talk about, and I'll, I'm going to lead into my sacrifice. Uh, speaking of those signings, uh, because so far, um, you know. We have it, it, it's it's quite early still. So far, though, the, uh, the the their rivals in the AL East haven't really made any uh, big signings or moves yet. Like Boston got a couple of of, of pitchers. They got uh, Michael Walker and they got um, uh, uh, the Canadian guy uh, uh, Paxton. Uh, th- those two guys, they both signed for less than ten million dollars, so they're not going to be like frontline starters or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they got some depth, but you know. Well, I the think there there also was legitimate concern that the Yankees might go after Simeon, and yeah, he obviously yeah. did not sign with them. But I don't know how no. close they were or if they talked to him at all. I have no idea. But um, yeah, so the the rivals haven't really made any big signings or moves yet. But there are still some big players still out there, like Carlos Correa um, and and uh, Trevor Trevor Story. Yeah. Well, um, I, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'll. I'll give you my sacrifice as well it's just that um you know hearing about all the players that the blue jays uh were in on but ended up not being able to sign uh so like i think that's a good thing in that they're in the conversation like they're you know obviously some players have signed with toronto for long-term deals and mm-hmm. uh well you mentioned garcia turned down other teams to play for the jays and Gossman, uh, he he turned down the Mets. Well, is is that really a, a bar to set? I don't know. Well, well, they, this was right <laughs> before the Mets went on a, a signing flurry. They got like Max Scherzer for like one billion dollars, um, and and but it, but things were quite up in the air. Oh, okay. Uh, when when he did uh, turn them down, I don't think they had the, their GM uh, officially signed yet, and 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 uh, the the owner. Uh, Steve Cohen was was tweeting about how he dis- he was disappointed about missing out on um, on Stephen Matz, uh, which was which was odd because Stephen Matz signed for like like something like eleven million dollars a year and and the owner 
shouldn't be in on on negotiations like that. <laughs> well, um, I, I guess what makes it a sacrifice is is first of all, I think I'd rather not hear that they were uh, close to signing specific players. Like it kind of it kind of makes it a disappointment. But at the same time, you know, if you hear about some of the deals that they're getting, um, like it, there's been a, a lot of a lot of big signings, right? Like it's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I I'd rather I not it. hear that they were in or close to signing other players and then lost out. I'd, I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it personally. Um, I, I maybe I don't want to know how close they <laughs> they got. Maybe I, I'd rather. I, I would probably rather know like yeah, like if they were like it was just like due diligence, pipe dreaming kind of thing, or or, or if like a player was like really seriously considering them. Gotcha. Um, because because it's it, serious consideration is 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 positive you know like it's it's not that they're dismissing the jays at all so that's i think that's good okay so let's turn then to former blue jays signing with other teams uh the in memoriam section of the, of the podcast <laughs> yeah so <laughs> we mentioned uh, marcus simeon signed with the rangers um mm-hmm. so you seven have your years. seven years 175 million um so i guess the big thing there is that i think you and i well, I think you suggested this more than I did that he would probably go to a team in the West, but probably California. So I think this is more of a case of uh, he was given a lot of money. Yes, and he's also one of the uh, uh, major player uh, team like uh, players in the uh, negotiations for the um, CBA. So he wants to, especially like it's, it's they they want the top players to go for the top dollar, and optically he wants to like sign for the most money. So maybe, maybe like that, that number, like maybe there was a, a similar uh, amount per year on the West coast, but he, he you know, the extra year and, and the extra money was, was the, the deal breaker. So do you think then um, that maybe also the Rangers, um, I mean, gotta be part of it. They've like presented a plan for him. Cause he doesn't like, it's not, you don't want to just take a bunch of money. You probably want to, win something right so yeah well they have they have um al al lighter's son former blue jay al lighter uh they they drafted him uh first overall um oh so they're following the blue jays uh uh new uh new plan of signing former major leaguer sons (laughs) yeah yeah exactly no they're they're definitely like uh they're 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 not they, they they will be lucky to go over 500 next year i think that they're just you know they saw the opportunity to sign seager and Semyon, and and they took it because when are you going to get two cornerstones the middle infielders uh it's not going to happen next year like if like there there aren't the type of player available on the market so they had to get them now kind of thing yeah and and just before i go on to the other blue jays yeah Corey seager 10 years 325 million dollars yeah, so Corey uh texas threw around a lot of money it looks like yeah well they were they wanted to do that uh last year but they kind of struck out and i i remember i, I tweeted or before these signings you know I, I kind of got the feeling that that maybe texas was gonna kind of strike out on all, all these free agents but i was i was quite wrong <laughs> so I, i've been quite with 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 the free agent period and with the texas prediction i, I i'm quite wrong so maybe freddie freeman will sign with the blue jays who knows or maybe Freddie Freeman will sign with Texas. Um, okay, so one, one. Uh, so so far, um, glad that none of the former Blue Jays that were the big names signed in the AL East. Um, yep. I'm going to skip over Ray for a second. Uh, okay. We talked about Matts really briefly. So he signed with the Cardinals. Cardinals. So what did he? What was his deal? Uh, I think it was four years, forty-four million. Let's see if I, my memory is correct. Yeah, four years, forty-four million dollars with the Cardinals. So I think that probably. I, I mean, I don't know about the dollar term, like in comparison to anything, but four years for Mats is probably more than I'd like to see on the Blue Jays. Like, I'm not hundred percent on the stats, but I, I don't think Mats was the strongest uh, starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. Like he had some, he he was up and down quite a bit, I think. Yeah, and 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 he's like, uh, he, he yeah, like he he's someone that is at the bottom of your rotation, and 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 you know, um, he had a, I think he had some, COVID, he got COVID in around the All Star break, so that kind of hurt his uh, pitching a little bit, but he did finish the season strong, uh, from from memory. 
Um, another uh, former Blue Jay, we didn't even see him pitch. Um, yeah. Kirby Yates signed with so, Atlanta. Yeah. Do you think that, okay, so two years, eight and a quarter million dollars. Um, do you one think he'll actually pitch? Be, well, one of those <laughs> years will be a recovery year because I guess he's doing Tommy John. So he's, so he's, he's going to pitch in the second year. If he, if he does pitch for the oh, I thought he already went had surgery. Like I thought, no, no, it's the recovery the recovery period or something. I think. Okay, so he's being paid a year not to play. Yeah, well, he's being paid two years not to play now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's circle back then to Robbie Ray. Um, yep. So he signed with the Rangers. Uh, I think I don't know five years for one hundred and fifty. No, no, the Mariners. The Mariners. Oh, Mariners. I was reading Rangers just then with the Mariners. So he signed with Seattle. Let's get that straight. Uh, yes. Five years, $115 million. I, I mean, I don't know. that. To me, that sounds like a reasonable number when you compare to what the Rangers said. Uh, and basically it, the but... same deal, you know, $5 million more than what the Jays uh, offered uh, Kevin Gossman. So basically right. the same deal. So that actually is a little bit concerning in terms of uh competition for the blue jays because seattle was even though i think they had uh, a lot of luck last year from the sound of it i think seattle is a team that could challenge toronto for a wild card spot right well so, that's the thing that's the thing about seattle um i think i was listening to the effectively wild podcast and they were saying that you know um seattle might have a good season this year but they may not improve improve an actual total amount of wins depending on who else they sign of course but they might not improve in, in win total because maybe the wins that they get this year are actually deserved not, like <laughs> they, they, they don't have to luck into wins they, right they, they okay that makes a, sense you know what i mean so, yeah, so they may, their, their, their fortunes might not change at all okay but i i think though that still means that you know that's a pretty important signing for the mariners oh uh, yeah and, sure. and it's I think it's a team that we have to keep an eye on. Um, so I think I'll strike them out as the B team <laughs> preemptively. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, and, and it's now take this with a grain of salt. It could just be rumors, but I think I, I saw maybe Andrew Stoughton even comment on, on this, but um, there, there are rumblings that both Matt's and Robbie Ray were not vaccinated. So that could have factored in as to why the Jays chose uh, not to sign them because you know, we're in January. There's there's going to be the big uh, crackdown on unvaccinated people crossing the border. So uh, maybe I, I have the feeling though that if if they really wanted them to sign uh, and gave them the money, they would probably choose to get vaccinated and take the money. At this point, <laughs> maybe maybe, but at this point, like our 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 anti vaxxers so dug in that. No, no amount of money will, will make them change their mind. And also, and it, like I'm sure each of Matt's and Robbie Ray had lots of offers flying their way. So it's not like they just have, have their point painted into a corner, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, um, one more. But, you know, take it with a grain of salt, though. I don't know. One more former Blue Jay to talk about. And this is like way former Blue Jay. I, I know where you're going. Uh, Marcus Stroman. Uh, so he yep. signed with the Cubs. So he stayed in the National League. Maybe he likes yep. batting. I don't know. Well, we'll uh, see what happens with the DH. Three years, $71 million. I, I don't know. That's that's pretty good for, for Stroman. That that's what you wrote down. So maybe maybe it's something well, let's else. Just check but... the, let's just, that, that just sounds kind of low to me. But uh, sure, we'll go with that. Well, he's he's had some struggles recently, right? Like, And he didn't play last in 2020 in the COVID season at all, right? He, yeah, he opted out. Um, but, um, I think there were also rumors that Toronto or either Toronto was talking to him or he want, he expressed interest in playing in Toronto again. I don't know. Well, I'm sure he was, he's open to whoever will, will sign him really, you know? Um, yeah, no, he's like, yeah, it's, it's just like you were saying with your sacrifice, it's hard to say how close any of these talks really are. Would you, would you have wanted to see Stroman sign with Toronto? Um, yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, I haven't really seen him close up like as a pitcher since he, he was traded away. Um, my, my, the, the only concern is that, is that maybe he's a little too, uh, puts himself before the team, but I don't know if that's 
It's hard to say if that's that, fair. Or that's accurate. what I've seen from a lot of fans, but I I don't know. I feel like he's uh, he seems like he's a very vocal teammate. I, I don't know if that necessarily I, means know, he's guess, a bad guess, teammate. Like, that, could, that, that could it could fit really well in with this group. Of, it could fit really well in with this group of players. Yeah, in a, if if everything is like you know happens in a positive way, it, it, he could fit in really. He could have fit in really well, but. It's not going to happen. He signed with Chicago, uh, the Cubs. So who knows what's happening, what, what their plan is, because it looked like, you know, they're fielding a triple-A team at time, team at time uh, <laughs> in the second half of the season there. But Wasn't uh, it – so was it Chicago or Pittsburgh for that one play early in the year where they uh, could have gotten the second, the third force out and ended up allowing a run? I think that was Pittsburgh. Probably Pittsburgh. But it was against Pittsburgh. Chicago, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Um, okay. So the, we don't have a lot of other names on the list, but let's just go through really quick. So big signing for in the National League, Max Scherzer back to the National League East with the Mets. Three years, $130 million. Yeah. So that's like a record for, I think, just a, for any signing, 40, $43 million a year, I think. Um, oh, yeah. And, and actually, you know, we'll go into that really quick. The tweet that you put in here. Uh, his his uh, salary is uh, his total contract oh, is yes. higher than uh, the payroll for uh, five teams. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, Tigers uh, and, and, and like for one one season, uh, he gets forty three million dollars a year. The Pirates, their entire payroll is forty million for the year. Orioles, entire pay- payroll thirty seven million for the year. So there you go. So he could uh, he could pay their contracts. Okay. Um, oh. Tigers, they signed Javier Baez, uh, six years, $140 million. Um, catcher? Uh, no, catcher? he is. No. Ha- Javier Baez is a middle infielder. He'll be playing shortstop uh, most likely for the for the Tigers. Um, it could go – this contract could go really well or it could end up being bad for them. But uh, it's an interesting signing. The Tigers are a very uh, intriguing team to me. Uh, so that, that, that was that – was, uh, and, and sorry, quickly, what was his former team? Well, he uh, was started the year with the Cubs and was traded to the Mets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he got out of New York pretty quick then. Um, and this is not a new signing, but Wander Franco signs a 12-year, $223 million extension with Tampa. Yep. So he's 20 years old. Uh, he, yeah, uh, he could have probably doubled that if he was an actual free agent, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, if he plays to his potential, he could, you know, he's, will definitely be underpaid, but again, that's a hard, hard amount of money to turn down, uh, as a young well, baseball it's, player. It's no interesting, in life, you know, it's interesting that the narrative is that Tampa Bay is like the, the cheap team and don't, don't like to spend their money and then they throw in Maybe. a big contract, so. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe it's not that they're cheap, but they um, know what they value. You know what I mean? Like they know what they want to spend money on. And a player like this is, is is a generational talent. So they know that they have to kind of, you know, invest uh, in, in, in a player like that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's that's true. I think that's I I think that that's what I've seen is that they they are uh, picky about how they like the players that they sign yeah and um, i think they know they know what they can they, they 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 know as a baseball player who's replaceable and who 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 they can find uh through scouting or, or other means but a player like wonder franco they know that he is neither replaceable or or you know available from other teams right like that you know yeah okay so i think that's it for the signings on our list right um, um yeah let's 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 leave it at that There's, okay there were a lot a lot of signings um there are a lot of awards for the blue jays well uh, be, hang on before we go to awards there is one yeah. it's not a signing but it's signing adjacent um there was some news that uh pete walker was approached oh, by yeah. the mets to be their manager well i don't know that he was approached um i don't i didn't i haven't really looked too far into the story but the tweet was I think from John Morosi it was like that they should consider Pete Walker as a candidate. I don't know that he was actually approached. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just pulling up that tweet now. Um, oh, one name to remember as they continue to evaluate evaluate managerial candidates. 
Um, yeah, noted that he's a f- former Mets pitcher. I think we talked about that. Um, I talked about uh, there was a September 11th uh, tribute or something, and they were showing the first game in New York. Uh, I think it was in the Mets stadium, and Pete Walker was the pitcher. And I was, oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that uh, he had pitched that recently in the league. Well, an- another Mets connection and Blue Jays connection that they should consider, uh, and people have thrown this name out there before, is John Gibbons. Because John Gibbons was the backup catcher for the uh, 85 championship Mets. So he he was one of the people like in um, in Moneyball when they talk about um, uh, what's his name from the from the A's, the GM, uh, uh, Billy Bean. Uh, he came up with Daryl Strawberry. Uh, John Gibbons was one of those guys who was coming up in the minors with them as well. And, and, and yeah, he was the backup catcher for that 85 championship team. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, do you, th- so I, I think Pete Walker is probably not like hundred percent locked in as the blue Jays pitching coach, but I, I think that uh, there's probably not a lot of real risk that he's going to leave. And it's getting late as far as, uh, signing a manager for the for the Mets so I think the later it gets the less likely it would be like for for a guy like uh like Pete Walker to to leave his team yeah and I guess necessarily too just because he's a good pitching coach um well it's different responsibilities as as a manager than as a pitching coach so it's if they're if maybe the suggestion is they bring him in as a manager and you'll help their pitchers he has a pitching coach to handle that responsibility. So he's yeah, and, and going to be taken away from that. Historically, you don't see as many pitching coaches make the jump to manager. It's more like former catchers or, or hitting coaches. Uh, and, but there are, there are, uh, you know, a handful of, of, of former pitching coaches, but historically it's, it, they, you don't see as many pitching coaches for whatever reason, make the jump to manager. Oh, right, a quick question is though, speaking of managers, when do you think, do you think we'd ever see, uh, we see a lot of non-baseball player GMs. Do you think we'd ever yeah. see a non-baseball player manager? What, by define what you mean by non-baseball player, well, like, like non-MLB player, or because has not played base, like is not a baseball player in the past in any capacity, like college amateur. I I don't know. Just just is, has not come from a ba- playing baseball as a background, but is maybe like they are maybe they're in and around baseball but they weren't a player like they know mm. they know ba- about baseball i i don't know i, I don't think i think that w- uh we're not going to see that i would say that um all former all, all ma- managers will have some amount whether it's you know it doesn't have to be professional baseball but some like college baseball or whatever some amount of experience uh playing the game uh, before they make the jump to coaching is that do you think that's be, mainly because of like locker room dynamics or team dynamics? Um, t- yeah, team dynamics for sure, and and also just um, being versed in the unspoken language of the game, like you know, like the 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 rhythms and and and, and things like that, and just this just the the situational uh, play as well. So just I think you have to be on the field to kind of really have a good. Uh, uh, idea of, of 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 how to implement strategies all right well let's let's go back to those awards you mentioned uh so the blue jays won more awards um i'll yes. go in, in order here on our notes uh vladdy wins the tip o'neill award um which so this award is uh which now i i think For i've best seen it canadian I... baseball player Ah, okay, and that one is a technicality because he has Canadian citizenship. <laughs> yes, yes, but that's that's you know he's he's the best Canadian baseball player. Maybe that'll entice him to play for Team Canada for the next Olympics or World Championships or whatever. But he also won it. the best Dominican-born uh, player as well. Did that one have a name? Um, I, oh, that, we we mentioned that last. Yeah, time. I was going to say that sounded like we. I think we talked about that last time, and that was yeah, the, the the first first the inaugural award for that. So so yeah, like I, I tweeted this before. Um, Shoy Otani won the MVP, but uh, Vladi has, has has won international acclaim. Right, and um, okay. So there, and then there's like a group of of players here. Uh, yeah, they first they, they have a first team All Star and second team All Star. So um, it's like the final year, just All Stars. Um, uh, Robbie Ray 
Vladdy and Marcus Semien were named to the first team uh, all MLB and then Teoscar Hernandez was named to the to the second team for outfield. Oh, that's that's really good. And unfortunately, uh two of those four are no longer Blue Jays, but I think that's uh that's really really great news for for that they had a good year. So hopefully they can add some more players yeah. to the oh, All-Star and, team. And and next Next year, another full year in 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 the league for for Vladdy and 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 uh, Bo Bichette as well. Bo he he improved quite a bit defensively, and he was just like at the end of the at the end of the year when you you look back on his numbers, he had a really strong um, season for for a middle infielder. So and that's just all they can do is is improve on that. So that's 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 really hopeful as far as like the the. Uh, you know things are looking up for the Jays next year. So now I, I see that the second All Star team, uh, the first baseman, is Freddie Freeman. So obviously we have the better first baseman. Uh, so why sign Freeman? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, so we and we also had um, some some the Hall of Fame uh, announcement for the uh, for the I guess the legends. Right? I'm not sure exactly what they're called, but. Um, Buck O'Neill uh, finally got into the Hall of Fame. I just uh, read uh, uh, Joe Posnanski's book uh, about Buck O'Neill uh, this past fall. So, so for me, it wasn't a long, long wait to, 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 for him to get back into the Hall of Fame after finishing that book because it ended with him not getting into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, Bud Fowler, uh, not a great baseball name, Fowler. Um, well, it's, not, Fowler it's spelled with a W at least. So, I suppose. Uh, Tony Oliva. Mini Minoso, Jim Cat, and uh, Gil Hodges uh, were all inducted into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. We're still waiting for the uh, modern-day uh, players to get uh, nominated. That's in the new year. So that'll be something to talk about <laughs> because there will be zero news, I, I imagine. Uh, so that, so that's, that's uh, you know, congratulations to, to, to that, that class of players get, uh, getting in. Uh, I know that especially Buck O'Neill and, and Tony Oliva, and, and they, these these all these players have been waiting a long time um, and their families for the players who've passed away to, to get in. So now I see, uh, I see also included the, the 2022 hall of fame ballot. And uh, what I noticed on here is the, the final year candidates include Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. So I don't think they're getting on (laughs) or getting in. Here's here's my question to you. Would you vote them in? Um. I would say probably not because I don't really know. I mean, I know of the history of the substance uh, uh, abuse or whatever, the uh, steroids and and whatnot. But uh, I I I don't know. I I think uh, I don't know enough about their their lifetime stats. Other than I think we talked about really briefly uh, Barry Bonds and his walk totals or something. I think I remember mentioning Maybe, I that this year. I don't know, but. The thing about like people are using uh, these those two players especially as the argument against uh, steroids or performance enhancing drugs about against uh, voting them in, but I think they're they're a tough tough players to use as arguments because as equal as they're as they're kind of checkered past about about steroids, they're also not great human beings. <laughs> um, both of them uh, have a, have a record of not being great great people, which I think is maybe should be the stronger uh, the stronger uh, factor if you're not going to vote them into the Hall of Fame, um, because both of them played in an era where steroids were tacitly allowed and yeah. almost encouraged, or at least so not, not police. Not really, yeah, and, and not policed for sure. You know, if you're going to let, uh, if you're going to induct Bud, Bud Selig into the Hall of Fame, people under his watch, uh, you, you can't use steroids against them. Um, so, so it's, it's just it's there, it's a tough argument because, like, I, I think this year you'll see uh, David Ortiz make it into the Hall of Fame. Now he's never. This is his first know, year candidate on here. I yeah, see. Yeah, and and primary DH too, which is another another. Uh, historically tough uh to get in as as, as a as a dh in so the hall of fame but how, how but many no, but my, my point about david ortiz is he's a great person but there's been whispers that he's you know using used performance enhancing drugs and even like there was a, a leak that his there was like this report of of uh players who used steroids that was released you know 20 years ago or whatever it was and his name was on that list but kind of but you know, it's it was never 
confirmed either way. Right. But so my my question though, as far as would I vote him in, um, so on this ballot, there's a lot of names, but how many votes? Like how many players can 10, you select? Ten names is the maximum. So like there's there's a lot of names here. Like I don't know, maybe if if there were uh, enough Mark names. Mark Burley's on the list. Mark Burley's on the list. Let's put Mark Burley in. <laughs> I I don't think I would vote for for Mark Burley, but I, <laughs> see I I don't know this I I I think I I wouldn't be able to. Uh, there's probably enough names on here that I would vote ahead of them. Uh, just have like if yeah, I'd, I'd have to go through all do. of them to really make a decision. But you could do up to ten names. I don't know that I would do ten names from this list. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's look at some. Like, let's just do the, the strictly former uh, Blue Jay list here. So Scott Rowland, he could make it in. Former Blue Jay, um, Gary. No, Gary Sheffield was not a Blue Jay. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tim uh, Hudson yeah, is Tim Hudson on the list. He's on the uh, list. Different Tim Hudson. That's the okay. Oakland A's Tim Hudson. Uh, Mark Burley. May, uh, I don't think he's going to make it, but uh, yeah. So, so Mark Mark Burley and Scott Rowland are the two former Blue Jays on this list. Oh, Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent used to briefly play for the Blue Jays in 1992. Jeff Kent was traded uh, to the Mets for David Cohn. So <laughs> Jeff Kent was a Blue Jay at one point. So Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Mark Burley. Oh, Roger Clemens, of course. Oh yeah, Roger Clemens. Uh, I think if yeah, I don't know. Let's say Scott Rowland then. I don't know. I think Scott Rowland probably has the best chance. But and he was also one of like he played did he play a full season for for the Blue Jays or was it yeah, just he was like one of those early 2000s yeah. uh player era players. I know he was signed. Yeah, I, I remember when he was signed. I just don't remember how long he played for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Well, not long. Maybe maybe a season or two at most. Um okay, well let's get off of this tangent i think i think uh yeah we'll we'll we'll, uh, let's you know in the cba we'll just kind of go through this really quickly and then finish off on the ottawa titans maybe um the cba the mlb uh wants to to do expanded playoffs so that'll be a 14 team playoffs with uh uh the top team in each league getting a bye so we'll see like who knows how it's actually going to take shape because that's that's one thing that is definitely uh will have to be negotiated with the players association but that that is uh that's the big news about the the uh, proposals and all that stuff. Um, I can't John imagine Mo- that that would be like. I, I think that's a. I mean, that's clearly a, an advantage to the owners, but I think that the players would probably uh, like that too. Like you know, more of a chance to get into the playoffs and and possibly win. I can't see that yeah. as a bad oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's something that they they definitely have as a bargaining chip that they they should and, and will use. Um, so, so yeah, there's that. Um, John Lott, uh, writer, uh, Canadian writer, wins the 2021 uh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame Jack Graney Award. Um, it was just announced that uh, uh, Dan Schulman won it uh, for the for 2020. So so congratulations to him. More Hall of Fame news, and then finally, um, I think that uh, we might actually see some baseball here in Ottawa. Yeah, uh, Ottawa Titans. They were they were teasing this for a while, and I don't think it was very much a surprise. But they released their schedule for 2022. Have you had a good look at it yet? Um, I, I've had a rough look at it. I mean, I haven't taken a, a a close look because I'm not worrying about it until the season actually starts. But I did see that. So most of the teams that they are playing are teams that we're familiar with from when they were in the Can Am League. Um, I think, and I noticed that the New York Boulders, they used to be the Rockland Boulders. Um, oh, yeah. the think for the Eastern Conference, the only new team, that, uh, uh, there's two new teams that, uh, I don't recognize, and that would be the Frontier Grays and the Tri-City Valley Cats. And then, yeah, none of the Western Conference teams that I recognize, but I think they are not playing very many of the Western Conference teams. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Uh, July. Yeah, no, it's looks just like. nice. Nice to have baseball back. Um, my one. I'm just looking at the schedule. I, I went, briefly. My tradition was to go to a baseball game on Father's Day before the pandemic. I don't think that we're getting a Father's Day game this year, but uh, it'll be nice to go. Just go see some summer, some summer baseball at at the stadium. Um, yeah, so that that'll that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so I, I they also announced like they had a partnership with Gabriel's Pizza here in town. So I think that that was a bigger sign to me that um, baseball is more likely to happen because they're actually making corporate 
partnerships. You know what I mean? In- interesting, though, too, is that uh, Gabriel's Pizza, they are also partners with the Ottawa Senators. I- I'm not sure if they're partners at all with uh, the Red Blacks or the 67s, but uh, it seems like they're they're snapping up the the uh, the sports uh, not uh, I don't know the sports uh, food or pizza sponsorship scene in Ottawa. They've got a pizza monopoly. Um, yeah, no, and uh, hopefully again we'll we'll see. I'd like to see uh, uh, Kitchisippi back as the as the as the beer vendor. Um, Maybe for you though, we, we'll have to get some some uh, non-alcoholic uh, beers in there, or maybe I can get Whippersnapper to to, to bring some some, <laughs> some hopped water for you. Well, we'll see. Eh? I think we have to get some more. Um, uh, well, you have to hear some more what their deals are. I, I don't think that they've announced anything about their their beer vendors or anything. So no, no, I think we're. we're I don't we're, think we're we'll get that until closer. That. Yeah. We won't get that until when the season actually is getting underway. Yeah. And I actually read uh, an interesting article uh, in the athletic over the summer sometime. It's, it's a lot more difficult for uh, microbreweries to, to get their beers into stadiums just because of the sheer volume it takes to just have beer on hand. So like Kitchisippi is probably the smallest, beer company to be able to like handle that kind of volume because they're probably one of the older microbreweries in the city and they, they they do sell a lot of beer so so for for smaller breweries it's just difficult to get the kind of volume that they need to to here's here's my uh i'll, I'll say this as a prediction if they're going to get a beer company in that's not one like labat or molson they will get big rig to provide the beer yeah, then I think Big Rig has some has some uh, bigger backing behind it as well. Uh, yeah, they're so not. They the, are a not. Quebec uh, company bought them out or something. Yeah, there there's some Quebec restaurant chain owns them now. Um, okay. It's been like that for a while. Um, so yeah, it's I, I, they're definitely not a uh, an independent brewing company anymore. But I think because of the size and the money that they have behind them, that's that's where I think they're going to go. They'll go with Big Rig. Maybe yeah, because I think Big Rig is at the uh, Red Blacks games. Oh, was. Is it? okay. Yeah. Um. So so let's do our uh, Blue Jays look ahead. Uh, what's what's happening? Um, they are still not playing next week. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very good bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So let's 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 get to sends from home. Okay. So I I kept this as a uh, pretty short update this time because um because I was away for a week and didn't really watch anything and they had three postponed games and some Western games. Like I, I really didn't uh, pay huge attention to the senators, but there's been a lot of stuff in there. You were there for Um, the only win in November. Exactly. That's what I wanted to highlight. They had one win in November and that was the Pittsburgh game. Uh, But since then they did win three in a row in December. Uh, Mm -hmm. They won yesterday for nothing against Tampa Bay in which Brady Kachuk got a hat trick and there, I didn't put this in the notes, but uh, interestingly, he's been on a point scoring tear since he got bit by uh, Lemieux in in Los Angeles. So uh, maybe he got some sort of radioactive scoring, scoring power. powers or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but there's been a lot of controversy, you know, aside from everything in, that you'd think of involved with losing almost all your games in November. Um, yeah. Obviously. You know, a lot of people are not happy with how the team's being put together and how they're performing. But uh, the two people aren't happy with with uh, with uh, Dorian specifically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Um, and and DJ Smith is getting a lot of uh, uh, flack as well, but it's mostly Dorian. But the biggest two controversial items is that uh, Matt Murray was waived. So there, any baseball listeners unfamiliar? He's the goalie that Ottawa signed to. I think. Uh, six four year, year five five million or something a long-term deal and that was not really um viewed on as a great signing but i mean i i thought it was okay but i'm not really too big into it but um so he was waived he's playing in belleville the senators ahl team i don't know how he's doing yet um and then I think also, he was injured or something he was scratched from a start i saw a tweet recently oh, i don't know i i don't pay much attention to belleville um, the, then, uh, recently Michael Delzato was waived and he is a defenseman that Ottawa signed in the off season for a two year deal. 
Um, this one was also a widely panned signing. Like Delzato is not a very good player, and at least he's not as good as he used to be. Um, is he maybe a former sixty-seven or something? No, like I've, no, okay, okay. He is. He's a former. I think he was drafted maybe by the Rangers. I seem to recall him playing for the New York Rangers. I think last year he played for Columbus. Okay. Uh, he was he was a high draft pick. I think he he was a pretty good player, but uh, mm. but now not so much. But I think I think what's going on with Delzato is is possibly there's some locker room issues there. But there's it's oh I I'm not hundred percent sure. Like some things have been made out of him liking a tweet of that was like of uh, Victor Mete being like skated around basically and he like made him look really bad and he liked the tweet or something i'm not sure it's there may be some things going on there behind the scenes but uh he i don't think he has officially asked for a trade but it sounds like there's probably one coming but it's kind of stupid that they signed him to a two-year deal in the first place and then waived him so not very good player management um Maybe, maybe is it a sign that maybe like um, they're taking some of the uh, power out of Dorian's hands. Maybe, maybe Pierre Maguire is saying, "Okay, we got to get these players off our roster." No, and actually, a- apparently Delzato was uh, uh, he, uh, Maguire advocated for signing him. So I, I'm not sure about that. Oh, interesting. I, I think uh, Dorian is pretty frustrated with everything, and uh, and is actually so. To me, this is a sign that they're basically saying this season is not going the way we wanted it to, and. Maybe they're not giving up, but they're they're doing the same thing they did last year, and they're putting the focus back onto the young players. So, not the greatest as they should, but but yeah. you know, like as the, the big uh, uh, saying goes in Twitter is the rebuild is over. Yeah. Well, so how I interpreted that is that you know they were basically saying like we have our core pieces, we're not going to we're not like tanking for draft picks now. We're gonna we're, our next phase is you know, that we're got to get the players to support the core players. But the problem is the messaging is because that's exactly what Dorian said was the rebuild is over. Kind of implying that we're a good team now. We're not, we're done with everything. So that's, that's the big problem with Dorian is messaging. He's, he's (laughs) not a very good public speaker, I think, but I think, I, I don't, I wouldn't hold it against them though, because English is, I think his second language. So like, I, I think know. he's French first. He's from Orleans. Did you know that? Oh, maybe I did hear about that. I don't know. Um, so anyways, the record is 8-16-1, which is, uh, I think that's pretty generous considering they're terrible in November. <laughs> well, they got most, did they get like half of their wins in November? <laughs> or no, in December. 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 I mean. yeah. um, anyway, um, the only other news I have about them is that they have, so I was wondering earlier why they didn't have any helmet advertisers on like last year they had canadian tire and bell which are two big uh sponsors for the ottawa senators but this year they had no helmet sponsorships so apparently they announced the i i don't know if it was the largest helmet sponsorship deal but uh it was a seven-figure deal for bet99.net so uh it's i think it's definitely the first betting advertising on helmets for the league and um so that's that's interesting so is, does that have anything to do with Wayne Gretzky, the bet 99? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. I, I have no idea, but I know I can't remember the company, but there is one betting company that advertises on TV and they use Matt Sundin. <laughs> and he's, oh, yeah. He claims that he played on one of the greatest teams in, in you, you know, you know, I, I know the name of it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention it because <laughs> I don't want to like advertise for them, but, uh, uh, it well, I don't want to advertise. Leo. Matt it starts, Sundin it starts with a Leo either. because that's, that's how I remember <laughs> Uh, okay, but yeah, that's it for the Senators. That's all I got. Okay, well, yeah, I, I, I think that it's best that we, we move on from them because it has not been positive for the for the Senators no. uh, of late. So, uh, speaking of positive, let's go with your strikeout for <laughs> for the for, for 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 your personal week. Oh, okay. Um, I just listed here impatient drivers, uh, and this is like a year-round thing, really. But just I think this time of year, especially winter driving, it leads to more impatient drivers um it's, it just bothers me like you know if you're turning right somewhere on a on a two-lane street or turning left and then people go around you like even though you're just about to turn like you know 
people can't wait like one or two seconds. They have to they have yeah. to get to where they're going as soon as possible, and I just find that annoying. If they really do bother you, what you can do, and 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 this works well for me, is get a baby on board sticker because they can't <laughs> be impatient at you because you're you're driving carefully because you're you have an important oh, those cargo. Don't work. <laughs> no, what but, I, uh, no, I what I tend to do is especially if it's someone who is like speeding behind you, is I tend to slow down to the speed limit and make sure that they can't pass anywhere. So. Yeah. Uh, but I'd only do that on like residential streets. That's not a good suggestion to do that on the highway. <laughs> no, no. And I, and I, I, I'm at a point where I just, people who are impatient drivers can stay impatient. It doesn't bother me because I'm going to drive safely and that's, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. No, I, I generally ignore them. I just am annoyed by them and wish they would get some more patience because I tend to be a patient driver. Very good. Um, okay, now this is this is going to open up a can of worms here, I think. But my strikeout is Christmas lists. Um, well, at least adults who have Christmas lists. <laughs> I think I think you know it's perfectly fine for kids to have uh, a Christmas list. But you know, once you turn like eighteen, reach the age of majority, I think it's time to uh, just let people either give you cash or or, or come up with a thoughtful gift rather than than give someone a list of gifts so uh, yeah yeah I, I i'm in agreement with that um i i i know that we uh we had a twitter exchange uh, local radio station here uh they they asked if it was rude to tell someone exactly what you wanted for christmas and i my opinion is no it's not rude but i also think that if you're you know for me personally, I'm old enough that uh, most of the people around me can figure out uh, a gift to give me uh, based also, on what they know. Also, I don't want to know that I'm getting something from a list <laughs> that I'm giving them. It, it takes like the fun out of Christmas. If you, if you give well, them a list, oh, it's just what I asked for. Did, you know, like, did you know you, mom and dad basically told us what we're getting for Christmas. So uh, I know that much at least. <laughs> But that's a good thing because it's something we want. They, they, they don't know <laughs> what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna get me. Uh, but so so we'll we'll see. But the, the, uh, I can so I can tell you though that uh, for most of the gifts that we've bought, uh, a lot of the stuff we bought well before uh, the Christmas season. So when you said, because uh, uh, we used to do like a name draw, so we like you know buy gifts for specific people. But when you suggested that, I basically had we'd already bought most of our gifts for everybody already so, so I, would, I would have dashed <laughs> your 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 plans um okay yeah no that's 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 fine um yeah so that's that's my strikeout christmas lists adults with christmas lists you know uh we, we don't need to give people christmas lists no uh okay well i'll go to my sacrifice uh busy stores uh and this is somewhat related to impatient drivers i guess but uh just um Everybody in the stores just uh, there's there's way too many people, but it's a sacrifice because and not a strikeout because we are also in the stores, uh, so we're yes, contributing you're, to you're, the you're, problem. But yes. um, we are just trying to get specific items and get out, whereas the the busy stores, a lot of the people in there are wandering around, which is somewhat annoying because uh, especially with you know we're in a a pandemic situation it would be nice if people would uh be a little more focused with their shopping and not wandering around but uh uh yeah so that's that's my sacrifice sacrifice i don't i don't think that i have bought any christmas presents at all this year in the store i've, I've ordered them all on 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 amazon or whatever i i, I think that yeah i think none of none of uh the, the presents that i've bought for anybody have, have, have actually stepped foot in a store uh, that might change slightly because uh, I think I have to get Bo something in a in a in a music store, but uh, yeah, I think we've had a pretty decent mix of where we've bought our things. But not everything has been bought in a store, but not everything, but not necessarily online. And I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Well, my my sacrifice is uh, non Ziploc bags. Like I always like once every few months, I'll I'll order groceries or buy groceries. It even happens to me when I go in the store. I'll buy, you know, sandwich bags, but they're the the non the non zipper type bags, just the ones that fold over. And and I just whenever that happens to me, it's 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 a, a minor a minor disaster. Yeah, Ziploc bags are are probably the, the 
the best option. I think so. How about uh, for the large bags? Do you prefer the ones that have like the interlocking, uh, like the traditional Ziploc, or the ones that have the plastic zipper that actually goes across? Oh, uh, the zipper's too, too much. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's just whenever when 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 you when you open up the groceries and you look at and you're about to put something in that in that sandwich bag and you realize oh no it's, it cannot be sealed then that just ruins your day. Well, but, you got to you know, pay more attention fault, to what I'm you're the buying. One who, yeah, exactly. You got to pay more attention. That's why it's a sacrifice because right. it's my own. It's my own fault. Okay, uh, my home run for the week. Uh, well, it's, it, I, it, this wasn't recently that I did this, but I read A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens for the first time. I tried reading it a few years back, several years back, and I just couldn't get into it. But I finally decided. So I was in between books. Uh, I just read something. Uh, little bit heavy it was more of like a crime novel so i wanted something short to read and i knew that a christmas carol isn't like exactly a novel but you know we there's like a bunch of different adaptations of a christmas carol in terms of uh movies you know mm-hmm. a muppet christmas carol being one of the that's one the of the better closest ones. and and most the, yes the closest uh, just really really quickly like the the fun thing about that movie is that michael Caine is like playing scrooge as a like very straight and around all the Muppets, like he's playing it like he's actually in a serious production of a Christmas Carol yep. with everyone. So anyways, um, I, the actual, the book is, uh, is really a, a good read. It's, uh, there's some sections in it where it's, it's a little confusing based on the language of the time, but, uh, there's a lot of clever wordplay. It's actually really funny. And, uh, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I recommend reading it. I think I'll probably I, try I to read that. it every year. I have it, and I'll, I'll add um, a movie to add to your uh, uh, Christmas Carol uh, list: um, "The Man Who Invented Christmas." I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, I've heard of that, and it's also a book. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna read the book, but uh, eventually, I, I may. You, you and McGregor plays uh, Charles Dickens, or no, not you, not you and McGregor. Um, the dude who was in uh, that one of the weird Marvel uh tv shows uh he was also in uh, uh downtown abbey forget his name but anyways uh 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 yeah it's it's basically kind of maybe fictionalizing a little bit how um how charles dickens uh wrote yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm fami- yeah i'm familiar with the uh the general premise uh just one fun fact though about a christmas carol uh, in most of the adaptations, they at the end of the book or end of the movie, they have Scrooge asking the boy in the street for the biggest Christmas goose. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually a Christmas turkey, which is twice the size of Tiny Tim. So there is no goose involved oh, in the Christmas carol. I, 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 I have forgotten that tidbit of information. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, yeah. what's your home run? Well, um, I'm going to do a base hit really quickly before I. So maybe this will be a two-run home run by by the end of the the show. But um, I my my base hit is that I fixed my electric guitar. Um, it was a minor repair, so that's why I'm calling it a, a base hit. But um, I may have potentially saved myself, uh, you know, maybe even close to a hundred dollars based on on how long it would on on based on minimum charges for guitar repairs these days. But you know, one of my strings, the, the the height or action, as we call it in the business, lowered dramatically all of a sudden. I was like, oh, no, it's, it's basically unplayable right now. So so I, I, I figured out how to fix it. I figured out that I had the tools to fix it. And last yesterday afternoon, t- literally like took me five minutes and I repaired my guitar. I'm not a handy person, so that <laughs> that's why it is a base hit for me. I, I feel like I repaired something recently, but I can't remember what it was. But it's similar circumstances. Like it's something that uh, would cost a lot of money otherwise, but it's, it's pretty yeah. easy to – but I can't remember what it was. So not I important. think I will still invest in some work on my guitar as far as repairs go, but uh, it's something that um, would have had to have – because it, 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 it takes a long time to get your guitar repaired in, in this city. I'm not sure about <laughs> other cities, but like, I think the quickest turnaround time that I can find for me is about two weeks. Uh, I have a, I have a guy, uh, used to work with him at the guitar store. Um, and he picks up uh, guitars on a Monday and then repairs them and drops them off on the Monday. But for me, I would have to drop it off on the weekend and I wouldn't be able to pick it up until the weekend after. So that'd be like a two week turnaround for anything. So being without an electric guitar for two weeks is, is, is quite the sacrifice for me, right. which we'll get to about, which, which 
plays into my home run. Um, my home run is that you can get your wife on board with anything if you base it on the Princess Bride. Um, I don't. You'll have to expand on that because uh, okay. Well, the, the, my elect, first of all, my electric guitar that I that I fixed. Um, it's traditional uh, that you name your at least your electric guitars. So my my electric guitar is is called Buttercup because of the, the, oh, the coloring. Okay. Um, and I recently, I still have to pick it up, but I recently purchased another electric guitar. Um, and it's a kind of a sparkly blue color. And the minute that I decided its name, Krista was hundred percent on board with it. Uh, its name is going to be Indigo Montoya. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Well, so, I, I don't think I need to worry about, uh, about that. I'm not uh, planning on picking up any guitars or, uh, naming them, naming and, and, anything. And the moment we we we, we got in, I I realized this. I re, uh, my next guitar will it's going to have to be red because it will be called the Red Pirate Roberts. <laughs> I see. And then 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 we'll have to kind of get a little bit more creative with the names, I guess. But uh, so yeah, I guess my next guitar is going to have to be red. So <laughs> I'm not sure what it'll be, but it'll be a red guitar. Well, there you go. All right, uh, I that's uh, that's my list for for the week for this three weeks i think this is not, not a christmas list though not yeah a christmas no list. no no i i think this is probably our last one until the new year uh based probably, on timing I think you're, yes i think you are going to visit vanessa's family over over the christmas break yeah, which but i think that's okay. a way of recording podcasts i think that's okay because uh there's likely not going to be much news coming out i i personally think that any cba news is going to also wait until the new year yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think I have to go and, and get these kids out for a walk slash nap. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll leave it at that, and we'll see everybody next year. Hopefully, there will be some positive news coming out of baseball. At the very at least, the- there will be Frontier League baseball that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's way in the future. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.